Hey, fanboy nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching. Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy nation. Dot. I assume. Tom. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with yet again. Uh, Krista Campbell and Lati Grobman, the founders of Campbell Grobman Films. How are you ladies doing today? Great. Yeah, all things considered, of course. Yeah, all things considered. The last time we spoke was about Angel Has Fallen, which uh, opened up at number one at the box office, and Rambo Last Blood. And today we'll be talking about your new film, Tesla, which arrives in theaters, hopefully, and on demand, definitely. August 21st. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, what was the drive to tell Tesla's story? The man was a bit of a mystery in life and almost has evolved into some sort of science fiction character in lore. Uh, so I'll take this one. Um, so if you Google the, the word Tesla, mm-hmm. You can even try to do it when we speak. You Google the word Tesla without the first name, you will only find Elon Musk Tesla, mm-hmm. right? So so we wanted to tell the story of the man who started it all. Um, and this amazing venture of Elon Musk, who, what is it named after? Um, and it's unbelievable that this Nikola Tesla uh, did not get all the credit that um, Foldy inventions that uh that he created so we wanted to tell his story yeah um nikola tesla was uh you know uh outshined in a sense by thomas edison um excuse me sorry i have uh, lost my train of thought let me pick it up from here um you know uh if tesla's notes hadn't gone missing do you think that uh he would have been as interesting a historical figure, or would he have erased Edison's legacy? Is his notes? Is his notes? Yeah, he he had well, he had a bunch of trunks that went missing. Well, many things can be said in retrospect. If something didn't happen, what would the world look like? Mm-hmm. And so, you know. We don't know, basically, but we do know that um, each, each of them, him and, and everybody else, has his place in history, so we can't really say, but definitely, you know, he got less credit for his work. Um, so so I think, um, I don't know what would be the answer to that, actually. No, I mean, he definitely at the time was, you know, Edison was the man, and he sort of, you know, was working for Edison, but I think ultimately what you didn't realize is I know that uh, Nicola died, you know, sad and broke and in the hotel in New York City and alone, but later on you realize that he owned a lot of the patents that, that were used to discover the radio. So if he would have lived longer, I think he would have uh, won a very big court case to, you know, get his, so he, he ultimately should have been credited for inventing the radio. The, the direct current, specifically. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed, you brought up the radio and Marconi is credited for that. Is it just Tesla was a, was terrible at marketing himself? 
No, no, no. Yeah, I think it happened. An odd guy. Yeah. From you know, again, I never met the guy because <laughs> it's it's um, in our times and all times. It's one thing to see how to read about somebody and to meet the same person. So we don't really know. But from what I read, um, he was an an awkward guy. He was uh, not the best communicator. Not the best. Uh, he didn't get along with people. And um, so perhaps these very powerful people said, oh, Tesla is just weird, ignore him, but maybe in real life he was charming and he was cool and funny and all these things that we don't really know. From what we know, he was uh, weird. Yeah. Um, one, of the, you know, one of the major parts that we've seen in the trailer so far is that you have to bring the scientific genii between him and Edison to life and their rivalry and uh, the bitterness that was created through them and the arguments over AC versus DC currents. Uh, how was, you know, how difficult was it to make the science aspect of it interesting instead of watching people just crunch numbers and tinker with, with various uh, electronic items? In the movie? Well, yeah. I mean, I, ultimately, I think the director had a vision and with Ethan Hawke and they had a vision of how they were going to present it because ultimately, I mean, it kind of, you know, if you, you know, the movie is interesting, but if you just give the numbers and the facts and all the information, it could be boring or, you know, but our movie, you know, they, you know, with the actress portraying it, it, it feels like, you know, they, we turned it into a movie with everyone sort of together. So a lot of it is facts and numbers, but um, ultimately I think we did a really good job of kind of, Putting the story together. Um, you had your question about the, the um, relationship between them. Partially the relationship, but also the science aspect, because you know, watching people try to create something out of nothing and you know, working numbers doesn't always interest people. But you've created a story that's going to draw people in, especially not just the rivalry, but but the science involved. Right. Well, first of all, you're talking to uh, two women, ladies, girls, whatever you call us, um, that have, know nothing about science, right, to start with. We're filmmakers. Although, I have to say, um, I got into the ham radio. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Ham radio. Everybody should know what it is. I mean, a lot of people don't. It's uh, not too popular these days, but it's great. And I had to learn electronics. Um, to get my license, and I have to say that making this movie really taught me a little bit of, you know, of electronics, so how to deal with it, how to look at it. So it was really great in that sense. But in the big picture, I don't know anything about electronics. I don't know anything about science as much as I uh, would like to. Um, so we really concentrated on um, on the human element. On, on the in, intrigues that were happening there, on who who stole, you know, kind of who stole what from who, um, and sort of the, the, the story, rather than the, the science of the electronics. We had experts that dealt with that, and I'm sure they got it right, or I hope, um, but, but I don't think we can really get into the specifics of the, um, um, you know, AC and DC and, you know, all that. Right. Exactly. 
Okay. Uh, exactly yeah. what Lassie said. <laughs> if, if you talk about history of the world, I can, you know, let's talk. But when it comes to electronics, I'm not the address. Right. Well, a lot of people didn't realize that Nikola Tesla was the son of a Serbian Orthodox priest. So, you know, mo- most people today equate uh, science separate from religion and that there's no correlation between the two. But here's a man who was raised in religion that was a scientific genius. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you have Ethan Hawke and Kyle McLaughlin uh, as Tesla and Edison, uh, respectfully. When when the casting was done and you saw the first uh, the first scene, you know, at, during the dailies, what was your reaction to it? Did you realize right away that the chemistry was there, or did you ju- just know because they're both such great actors that uh, it was going to work one way or the other? Well, I think um, they actually have a, a friendship in history, and they really wanted to work together. And Ethan being such a big part of casting the movie himself and being a part of the casting and a producer on the movie and his wife as well, that, you know, he personally chose Kyle and and fought for him. And once you sort of see them, and every actor, actually, uh, Jim Gaffigan and Abe Houston, who really, really stands out in this movie, and she's so talented. For me, it's, she's amazing uh, in the movie. And and actually, um, when you see their chemistry, you realize, you know, why he chose them. And they just have a great, I don't know if they, they're, you know, long, they've been friends for a long time or if they've worked together. I'm not sure about that. But they really, really had that chemistry and also that chemistry of competitiveness to compete against each other in the movie and that whole, because, you know, Edison wasn't really, he sort of, he was the guy. So he treated Tesla in a very, uh, submissive, you know, he's very, Tesla was very submissive uh, to him. So, but they did have some competitive moments and, and, you know, working together. So obviously they're both inventors going after the same results. Did I lose you? I think, uh. No. Oh, okay. No, that was a period. talking. <laughs> okay, I was, I was waiting for, for Letty to take, uh, for Letty to take over. Oh, I just, I just stopped talking. So okay. Um, you know, you, you have this film that's coming out. I know these are trying times with the, uh, the pandemic going on in this world. Uh, how much more of a significance is it to you to have the, the film in theaters versus straight to VOD? I mean, I think, uh, personally, I think, uh, you know, IFC has done a great job and, uh, what they've done is, you know, it's going to go to all, to all the platforms, obviously. And I think platform releases is, is going to be, it, it already is. Uh, the future, it already is the now, and I feel like, you know, this film is perfect for that. So it's not a $50 million action, dollar action film that has to have a certain amount of box off, box office, you know, to, to be successful. This is an art film. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a piece, an actor's piece. You know, it's a, it's a story about, you know, people. So I, I feel like we, it doesn't need that big release, and that's okay. And I think everyone's really happy and we're getting great responses and it's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and people love it. 
um, Universal was the first one really to take the market home uh, with with VOD with Trolls World Tour. How is that going to revolutionize everything in regards to home release versus theatrical release? I think it's really hard to say, you know, to predict what's going to happen to be seen. I mean, nobody knows anything right now. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's an audience and people, obviously, there's a appetite for movies on all platforms. But does that, how does that relate to actual money at the box office? It's not, I'm not clear. We don't know. And and also, I don't know. Sorry to interrupt you. The second that um, somebody comes up with a vaccine and it could be over in in a matter of a couple of months and then everything will go back to normal and people are going to, the, the theaters will be exploding. I mean, people are just dying to yeah. get out. So everything can yeah. change. Everything is changing every second right now. So um, so really, I mean, it all depends on the on the, probably on the vaccine right now. Exactly. And the first second that, you know, the vaccine happens, like Lockie said, they're just going to be so hungry to get out and socialize. Yeah. Well, people are already out in the streets now, so we'll we'll see how much that changes for the better. They want to go to the movies. <laughs> Another big thing that you have coming up before I, before I let you ladies leave is uh, Red Sonia, uh, based on the old pulp comic. How did that come about, and is there much that you can tell us in regards to that film? Uh, so right now we're just working on the script for Till Soloway and we're preparing everything and hopefully we're going to have a big domestic partner that'll be our partner in the movie and I think it's just all about uh, getting the script right and then casting the right person and then you know figuring out where we're going to shoot and the timing and how that's all going to work but um, I think we just want to get a you know everything starts with the script so I think we just want to get a really good script uh, and I think we will. We're almost there, so feels really good. It's going to happen soon. And will Brigitte Nielsen have a cameo in this one, since she was the original Red Sonia? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we can hope, you know. And, and then we also have the hitman, the hitman's wife's bodyguard coming out, uh, Expendables Four. So you got a lot of projects coming our way. I know Tesla's coming out. August 21st, uh, hopefully in theaters and definitely on demand. Uh, let's say it's August 21st. Unfortunately, we've been resubmitted to quarantine. Uh, give me the best reason to sit there and watch Tesla at home. Well, if you want to learn about who Nikola Tesla was, where it all started, uh, if you love Ethan Hawke, you want to actually learn something and not just watch television it's a great great educational movie with great acting and and just you know all around a feel-good movie yeah and for all the millennials to <laughs> to know that tesla is not just a car <laughs> exactly educate to get educated Perfect. Uh, Krista Campbell, Lati Grobman, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Campbell Grobman Films, Tesla's out thank August you. 21st. Can't wait to see it. And hopefully we'll talk to you for Expendables 4, Red Sonia, and the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Thank you. 